my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Hill podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, Love Addiction Coach and Trauma Specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope you're all doing so well wherever you are and that you are having a great day. And if not, I pray that you find one thing that will make your day better and that you go out and you do it or you think it or you ask for help and you let people support you because you deserve to feel good today. So today's episode, we are talking about how the healing for our relationships are is in the repair. So when I work with students and clients and when we're when they're getting deep into their healing work, they will ask a question in some variation of when is this done? Y'all have heard me say this before. You've heard me make jokes about it before, but it's a real question. Like really, it's like, okay, I got into this to work through this issue. And there's definite relief there. It definitely feels better. I feel more confident. I feel more happy. But it's like either there's another problem that has been unearthed or there is an extension like this is deeper than I thought it was. And so, yeah, I feel better. But now with more awareness comes more responsibility. And so I say that because in my world of healing, I work with women who are healing not only for themselves, but usually because they want to have healthier relationships. And whether those are healthier family relationships, friendships, or romantic partnerships is because they want how they feel on the inside to match what it looks like in all of the connections that they have. And they want to up-level, they want to upgrade, they want to have all the abundance that they feel that they deserve in real life, right? And so The question is coming not just for their own personal work, but also because they want to know when and how do I get to the place where I problem proof my relationship, especially for those clients that I work with that are single and they're dating or they're looking to start dating again and they're trying to fish through all the different prospects or get their heart in a place where they're ready to be out there again to make sure that they do not have any tomfoolery. And then also, Same thing with when they're already dating someone, they can feel like whenever there is a a problem that that means that there is something that is wrong. And so in today's episode, I'm going to talk about how the evidence of your healing is not in the absence of problems, but actually in how it's repaired and how it shows up and what happens with you and with that person. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in detail today. I'm going to talk about what that means and also three things for you to do if this is something that you want to work on to make sure that you are moving towards the people that you want and not running away when things get hard. And I hope that you find it helpful. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 
Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So the inspiration for today's podcast topic came in therapy last week. Shout out to Amber. I love you, girl. My my somatic experiencing body worker (laughs) and I call it therapy because she's just phenomenal. And I feel like we do so much outside of releasing trauma within my body. But you know, we were talking about relationships and I was asking a very similar question to what I started off with today. And she said the exact phrase, the healing is in the repair, not in the absence of the ruptures. And, you know, as much as I will make jokes and say that for my perfectionists who they use their evidence, they use their healing as this report card of whether or not they're good enough and whether or not they've marked things off their list. And the way that they know that they are healing is that they don't have any more insecurities. They don't ever have moments of self-doubt. All of their relationships are always thriving. And I'll, I'll talk about how life is going to life. And I'll talk about how you part of this process is self-acceptance. And in honor of that, I'm also human. And I still have those moments where I'm like, can I heal myself enough to where the craziness that can happen sometimes, the triggers that can happen sometimes, I can be so healed to where I'm not triggered, to where I don't care, to where I partner with people who are also perfect and have no flaws and they're never triggered and they don't care. And is that like the slot machine, the healing slot machine that I keep pulling the trigger on, trying to get my three cherries in a row? And I get very upset when I keep getting things that look like it's not the three cherries. And so basically I was like, Amber, when does this stop? <laughs> when does this get better? And she was like, the healing, the the proof that things are moving forward is not that you find someone that y'all never have disagreements, that y'all never have places that you don't miss the mark, but that y'all are able to come together and heal and be closer together and to meet each other where they are. She talked about you have people who have different backgrounds, different mindsets, different traumas, different ways that they're socialized. And even when you have everything in common, you are still going to miss the mark sometimes or have misunderstandings or understand each other perfectly well, but one person needs something that the other one doesn't or someone's 
bottom line is different than the other or or limits is different than the other person. And that's where the disagreements come up. So it's not about finding someone that that never happens, because as long as you are living life, that will happen. But it's that you find the person that you want to do it with. And of course, y'all, I've said variations of this. How many times over the five or six years that this this platform has existed and you still sometimes you need to continue to hear it and you need to hear it when you are very tempted to opt out. Like many people, I have chased perfection in so many areas of my life as a means of protection. So if things are perfect. If people are perfect, if I'm above reproach. If I find people who are above reproach, if everything is bright and shiny, not only on the outside to others, but also behind closed doors, that means that nothing can hurt me. That means that nothing can go wrong. That means that no one can leave me. That means that no one can change their mind. And I know that I have been very sensitive to any forms of disagreements in many areas of my life because that has meant that it's over. That has meant that there is a possible discarding that's coming later on. That means that that person may use it against you. And so, again, what I've said to y'all so many times, and I keep giving that disclaimer, hopefully that's the last time I say that, but it's just me trying to normalize that no matter how far or high or whatever adjective you want to use, but however however long you go in your healing process, you're still going to be learning and you're still going to be growing. and. What I can say, though, is the people that you get to do it with and the experiences that you get and the love that you receive and the consistency of it and the brightness of it and the depth of it and the, the wonder of it only continues to grow. It's exponential. So if you hear me or your therapist or anybody else or whoever else you listen to that pours into you say something to this effect that you're always going to be learning and growing. Do not mark it as if the way that you feel about yourself now, the sadness you have now, the anxiety you have now, the self-doubt, the fear you have now, don't mark it as if you're always going to have that same level, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, a month from now. It is you're going to get everything that you want and feel that level of confidence, of happiness, of growth with people who are better, again, experiences that are better, settings that are better, but you still get to learn and grow. You still get to heal in paradise, you know, and then your healing process is about being able to look around and realize that you're in paradise and not that you're back in the places that you started with, that you're not back in the trenches, that you're not still in the emotional hood, right? That you had to climb yourself out of, that you are in a land of freedom and is you learning how to live in that freedom and live in different rules, okay? So to put all this... And one statement, I want you to know that you are not going to outheal yourself enough to find someone who never triggers you and they never trigger you. That you know, okay, you never trigger them and they never trigger you. That is, there's not a sign that you've healed enough. If anything, what could happen is say you're like, you're clear about your standards. You're like, this is not what I want. You're a great person, but this doesn't work for me. What, and you continue to say, okay, I'm going to upgrade, I'm going to upgrade, I'm going to upgrade into something that works best for me. What could also happen is that you end up being with someone who is super healthy and super aware of who they are and what they want. And now you're the one who's not as healthy. And so things that they see that they're not as triggered by 
you are triggered by. And so now your healing is still the same thing. It all goes back to our own personal work and how do we learn how to not run? How do we learn how to know that we are worthy enough exactly where we are, which is one of the core wounds of love addicts, right? Always feeling like you're not enough, always feeling like you have to prove, always feeling like you have to constantly assess the relationship to make sure that it's safe. And sometimes it gets painted as I'm a hopeless romantic. And, you know, but a lot of times it's because you've learned that you have to work overtime to keep somebody there versus just trusting that you've picked someone who is who is there and that their words are true. And you know that it is true based on how they carry themselves in the rest of the relationship versus you feeling like you have to make sure, you know, that you have to go through telephones, that you have to constantly ask for affirmation, that you have to constantly make sure that measure what their tone mean on this day versus this day. Like that's a lot of anxiety. And also, and then for my avoidant ladies who operate super independently, and it's because of that fear of getting got and getting getting left, getting taken advantage of, getting hurt, getting embarrassed, being humiliated, being discarded. And it shows up as extreme self-reliance, being very quick to cut people off because they're not meeting your standards. What it could look like for you, again, in the... In the Example of you're with someone who ends up being healthier, healthier than you in this aspect is that they see problems as fixable, that the problems that they see does not discount from the from the value that they see in you, that they believe and know that you are worth it, that they ain't going nowhere, that this is a hard moment, but they are willing to put in the work and the fight for you, even if y'all are on the same page, that y'all being not wanting to talk to each other for a minute or y'all not wanting, not liking each other or actually for them, it might not even register as they don't like you (laughs) as much for you. You go straight to, I can't stand you and you, and you blow it up and you magnify it because it's easier to cut off dangerous things when you're, when you're very clear headed about how it's dangerous. And so sometimes you can magnify slights and misunderstandings because those slights and misunderstandings with other people were red flag. When other people said or did things that made you uncomfortable and you missed the mark, you were absolutely hurt. You were absolutely taken advantage of. You were absolutely used. And so it feels very similar, even with a healthy person. And so the healing is in you learning how to move forward and closer to that person Ooh, I feel like there's somebody cringing on the other side right now. Sorry, girl. Hopefully I'll find a way to say that in a different way that doesn't feel as stupid. <laughs> that doesn't feel like, girl, you don't lost your damn mind. Like, I, I get it. Girl, ooh, believe me, I get it. But helps you more correctly label what is a red flag versus this is a tiny rupture that we can easily get our relationship glued together and put it back together and it's bright and shiny and now it's stronger than it was before. You know, you don't have the relationship history to correctly identify it, even though it feels like you do, okay? So here's what you can do to work through that and to get through that process. Get your, get your notebooks ready if you're one of my note takers. I love when y'all tag me and like your little screenshots of your notes or your notebooks on Instagram and oh and or if I'm included in a daily routine on TikTok oh my god that's 
sweet. So thank you for those of y'all who take the time to to do that. And for those of you who are not social media folks, like like I am, like, you know, I'm on it, but I'm not posting all the time. No worries. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. I, I feel your love as well. And I just thank you so much for listening and being a part of this podcast. So here are, here are the notes. Here are the steps. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So the first one is to discover what are your standards? What is it that you want? You've heard this 99.82 million times over your course of healing and therapy and self-help podcasts and books. It's not the first time that you've heard it and it's for a reason. Everybody says it because it's really important to know what it is that you want and that you need. What I have found with most women is that they have a good idea of what they want, but they are not as honest with themselves about what they need when it comes to what's going to help them feel safe in their vulnerability about the things that they really want, keeping a very high level and not what's going to make them feel secure and loved and cherished as well. So on the podcast, I talk a lot about love addicts and love avoidance, but I don't really spend as many episodes or time focused specifically on love deprivation. And, you know, all the symptoms that happen for people who struggle with love deprivation is wrapped up into love addiction and love avoidance. But the thing about for my people who have love deprivation symptoms is that in their recovery, they can point to certain areas of their life that they have been neglecting because they were afraid of being disappointed there because they think that they, they're not worth it because they think that something's going to happen. But also there are giant areas of their life that they have been in deprivation from that's not even on their radar because they've been so neglected. They have had so much of their life where there have people, been people who have not attuned to them that didn't even let them know that this was a thing to where it's not even on their radar. They don't even know what they don't know. They don't know that life and pleasure and love can be as big and as rich as it is. And so when you point it out to them, it's not like a oh, okay, like that's exactly what I'm looking for. It's like you're speaking another language. And it takes a whole lot for them to be able to 
kind of get the momentum to start to take care of themselves in this way because it feels foreign. It feels like it's too much. It feels like it's like something extraneous or something that maybe even is a little bit frivolous. And so I kind of see the same thing when it comes to helping women get clear about what they want in their standards. They, they're very clear and they have a lot of robust knowledge and they can really talk and wax poetic about all the things that they want and why and what they deserve and what they want. But there are certain areas of their life and, and ways that they deserve to be loved that aren't even on, on the docket. You know, they don't even know that it's missing because they never had it in that way. And so part of your healing is going to be learning how to, not even learning how to, but being exposed to that. You know, the more you heal, the more you start to uncover what are your limiting beliefs and the patterns that have been exhibiting in your relationships and why they've been there and what have you been settling for. You get to see what it was that you actually wanted. What, what was it that you're trying to substitute with these certain people? to get a crumb of what it is that you actually deserve. What does it actually look like? What is it called? What does it feel like when you get it? You know, like that is what you're healing towards. And so discovering what is your standards and getting clear about that is so important. And so the second step after you do that is to learn how to tell who is available and not available to you. So as y'all know, if y'all are listening to this podcast in order, I've been talking about the no contact book that I'm writing that I'm so excited to to release in the coming months. But there's the other project that I mentioned that I didn't tell you about that I'm going to just tell you what it is now is I'm also going to be writing a guide about how to tell who is unavailable and who is available and what that looks like and how to rate and measure how to tell when you're being unavailable, how to tell all this stuff. Right. And so. I'm really excited about that to have that as a tangible tool for y'all to take with you. But like I said, what happens is people might even get clear on their standards and they will take people who are bits and pieces of what they want. And they are not so not clear that what they think are yellow flags or, you know, orange flags are actually bright red flags and that you cannot use someone that is dangerous and convert them to Prince or Princess Charming. You know, one of the things that I see is a miscommunication or maybe a misunderstanding whenever I talk about this is I think people misconstrue when I say red flags are unavailable as you can't have someone who just there are things that you don't like. And to the main point of what I was saying earlier, you know, with whoever you get, no matter what's on your standards on your list, there are going to be things that you just don't like that annoy you. You know, they chew with their mouth open or (laughs) they don't like the same type of music as you do as much. Or, you know, they like the same side of bed that you sleep on. I mean, I don't know, y'all, but there's going to be something big or small that is going to be a point of disagreement. And those are not red flags. Those are not things that are going to make and break the emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, financial, sexual safety of a relationship. But people, when they are not, when they're, when they are not attuned to what is dangerous and unhealthy, they can take someone that looks so good on the outside and they are, girl, they're in therapy every week. They are always volunteering in the community. They got a good job. They're able to wax poetic about their emotional availability and talk to you about things that are hard and you'll do all that. And you'll be like, oh, they love Jesus. Like, and you're like, I got them. Like, I got them. So why is this so hard? 
is because there's all these other things that are actually real problems that you think is just either you being nitpicky or you're just like, okay, this is just one of the things that people say not everybody's perfect, but no girl is like a sign for you to run, you know? And so that is, that is something that I hope the book helps y'all get clear on. And also for your own personal work as well. You know, we do a lot of things that will push people away. A lot of ways that we will show up and not be available to our friends, to our family, to our, to our lovers, to people who want to love on us because of what we were taught growing up. You know, just because you grow up and you say, okay, I'm going to break these generational patterns and I'm going to do something different doesn't make it so. You have to actively unlearn that sometimes. You have to learn how to live in paradise without freaking out that there's going to be a wolf coming out of the, out the forest, <laughs> you know, that, that you're actually safe. And so that takes some time. So that's going to be coming soon. But in the meantime, I'm telling you that's step number two to learn to tell who's available for you. And then the third step is decide. Decide if this is who you want to practice your healing and repairs with. And it's not just your own healing and repairs, remembering that relationships are about two people coming together. You know, if you go into a relationship expecting to only be attuned to and taken care of and that you're not going to do anything for that person as well, then you are going to be very disappointed when you realize that you, because you're healthy, you matched and you partner with someone who also is very attuned to what he, she, or they need as well. They also need to be listened to. They also need to be loved on. They also have triggers that will come up. So am I... Is this the person that I want to, that I think is worth it, that I think is worth, you know, not only these amazing, wonderful, fun, thriving, passionate, you know, rich, juicy, sexy, exhilarating moments, but also the moments that I am committed to going down with them and, and, and getting in the trenches with them or holding space for them when it's hard or saying, I'm sorry when I do something. That even though it's not intentional, it was very devastating and hurtful for them. Am I, am I willing to be wrong sometimes? Am I willing to have them be wrong? And sometimes we ain't got to go, like, I don't have to make you prove and, and submit to me. You know, that's part of your trauma. If you grow up in settings where there's a whole lot of fighting and stuff. And so whoever's the loudest wins, like, am I really willing to learn how to love and support in a completely different way that I've seen or experienced, only to make something bigger and greater from it. And you get to decide. And sometimes you get with someone and you think that that's what you want and you think that that's the person. And the more that you heal, the more you're like, oh, wait, these were things that I thought were, you know, yellow flags or just inconveniences, but actually they were red flags. Or actually this doesn't work for me. Or you learn and you grow and your standards for living, your standards for love, they upgrade. And so you desire more, you know, you know, the stuff about married single mothers who are always with partners that when they first met them, they thought that they could do it. They thought that they could be in relationships with people where they carried all the emotional load, that they were the ones who were the fixers. They were the ones who were the mules of the relationship. And then the more that they loved themselves and the more that they learned about it and the more that they figured, hey, I deserve too. And they saw how their partners treated them or actually did not treat them and fully neglected them. The more they realized, 
no, this, uh, this is not, I committed to love someone who is imperfect, but not someone who is going to use me, not someone who is going to disrespect me every day, not someone who is going to be physically present, but abandon me. And that's an okay standard for you to change. And so you get to decide, is this the person that you want to do this with? And if so, that means that when it gets easy to get in your head, whether it's you float closer to the love avoidance spectrum of I'm not good enough, there's somebody else, they're going to leave me. And that's how your fear of abandonment and rejection and avoidance comes up, that you learn how to practice your own self-love, that you learn how to pour into yourself, that you learn how to give yourself that reassurance that you're hoping from them. Because if you're, if you got a hole in your emotional bucket, girl, there's no amount of affirmation love that that person can give you that's going to make you feel enough because it started with you. And if you are one of my avoidant queens, one of my cutoff queens like me, that you learn how to stick with it, that you learn to stop looking for exit strategies and let your feet be fully planted, get it grounded into the into the ground, let the roots take, take, go real deep. And this is where you are. You're not going anywhere and learn what that feels like, heal what that feels like in your body. Again, only with people who are safe and watch how much safer you start to feel when you're with the right people and you're doing this stuff and you're committing, you actually feel happier. You feel more relieved. You feel more closer to your true self. You're growing. If you are committing to someone and all of their ill and bad, and you're starting to feel more depressed, and you're starting to feel more worthless, and you're starting to feel more forgotten, and you're starting to feel more taken advantage of, then you've picked the wrong person. Because love is hard. Relationships take work. Conflict happens. But there's nothing in this that should be draining you energetically and emotionally. Let me be clear. Hold on. There may be times and periods that you are very sad and you're confused and all that, but Love does not destroy is what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to think I was, I think my words could have been reconstrued to say that everything is going to be happiness and rainbows. And if you have a fight, it's only going to last like a week or so. (laughs) And anyone who's been in long-term relationships knows that that's not the case. But love does not destroy you as a person. And abusive relationships, neglectful relationships, relationships with predators destroy you. And whether or not that predator is an intentional manipulator and abuser or someone who is not as committed to you and loving you and taking care of you. And that's how their stuff shows up. Either way, you deserve better and you deserve more. And so only go towards those relationships that want to see be the best version of yourself. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense. So I hope that helps. I hope that hit whoever needed to hear it in the moment. And I hope that if you're with partners who love you and that you love them, And all signs lead to yes. I hope that y'all continue to grow and love and connection and joy together and that y'all get everything that you wanted plus more. So that's it for today's episode. This is the last week to join our no contact challenge. Uh, We already have so many women in there sharing their stories, sharing what they're here to work on. And I can tell, I can tell the next 30 days are going to be chock full of, of tears, of joy, of laughter and us becoming stronger together. So if there is a relationship or relationships that you're ready to let go of, trauma-bonded relationships with people who are unhealthy for you, and then you need to either let them go or strongly re- restructure them, we are going to be doing a no-contact support group that starts on next Monday, April 24th. 
Uh, it will be going for 30 days where I'll be going through my no contact process, not just what you've heard on the podcast, that plus all the tools, all the resources that come with it, leading y'all through it, answering questions, filling in any gaps, and of course, using it in support of the book that's coming out and just loving on y'all for the last time while I, while I teach this process. So would love to have y'all. Again, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash no contact. Again, blackgirlsheal.org slash no contact and join us before the doors close. All right, that's it. I'm sending all of y'all love and I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 